Well, 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 welcome back to the Give Them Something to Talk About podcast brought to you by She Tribe. Allie, you know what I just realized is we don't introduce ourselves and we just expect our fans, aka our stands, to know whose voice is who. AKA our moms. They they're very familiar with our voices. But if you don't know who we are, this voice is Allie. And this voice is Hope. And you guys, pumpkin spice latte season is upon us. I am jacked up. It rained yesterday here in Chicago. And you guys don't know this, but I am a seasonal basic, which means my basicness really pops during the fall. So <laughs> that's so true. You really are one with the seasons. It's kind of nice that you live in Chicago right now. So you get to experience at least two at this point, like some, there really is just two, like everything just is either hot or cold. It's not like a lovely breeze ever. No, but you know what? Fall makes it worth it because there's pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin bread, pumpkin patches. You could dress up as a pumpkin. Um, Starbucks, if you're listening, if you would like to sponsor this podcast, I would just live for that, you know? Yeah. Or I was thinking, what if at the beginning I went, this is my voice. I am Allie. <laughs> I just can't get out of my head. I need to throw that in. But yes, it is a new season and I feel like it's new season, new us. I can at least speak for myself as someone who chopped off all of my hair and I kind of like it. No, Allie, it is my favorite cut. It is, it is a travesty that you guys can't see us, although it might be a blessing. <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely a blessing. We are recording this with wet hair, no makeup. <laughs> I mean, but our true inner beauty is shining, right? It's it's beaming out. Um, and Allie, you cut your hair into a gorgeous, gorgeous lob. I feel like you should give your hair hairstylist a shout out in case our local listeners need a, a new hair cutter. You know well, what I mean? I'm going to do it later in the podcast because I have a story about it and I'll give her all the cred. But I've, I would say like sometimes you just have to literally chop off all that weight. And I definitely did. I would say to give you a visual, it's a mix between like a handsome brother, a soccer mom, in a chic model, perhaps, right? <laughs> no, absolutely. More chic model, less Hanson. Um, but no, I hear you. Sometimes you got to chop off your hair or sometimes in my case, you got to get back to your roots of press on nails. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Is that your roots? <laughs> Those are my roots because um, you guys, I am terrible at following up on nail appointments. So what happens is I get gel done or dip and then I pick it off my fingers so that I actually sit permanently damage my nail beds and then I just do it over. I don't know one girl who like does exactly what's asked of them. Like you, you get the no chip or the shellac, whatever you call it. And then you don't touch it for a few weeks and then you get it taken off and redone. Like every single person I know is like literally biting the shit out of their hands. They're like aggressively picking at themselves, making themselves bleed. It's, it's just who we are, who we be. It is. It, it really unites us as women. And so, yes, another potential sponsor for this podcast could be Kiss Impress Nails. Oh. So there you go. Put Two it sponsors. into the universe. <laughs> I, um, I'm happy for you that you have new nails and that during, during this crazy time when a lot of nail salons are closed, we're just really getting in touch with our inner beauty, our inner skills of doing our own nails. And oh my gosh, Allie, I just realized this is my candy moment. You bought a head and learned how to French braid. Yeah. And I learned how to do my nails. We so. all need a stripper mannequin moment. For those of you that don't know what the heck we're talking about, I bought a mannequin to do French braids because during COVID, I don't live with a girl. And I thought I'd figure out a way to 
to learn. Yep. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. There's literally a window washer next to me. That was so scary. Can you hear it? Wait, very, very faintly, but also that's a serial killer moment. He could have crashed through your window and just killed you. Or he could have like proposed and I just found my new lover. (laughs) Either or. (laughs) What a scary job. He's risking his life so that I don't have like a little swish on my window. No, and they are held up by the thinnest of ropes. And it's like, you're not getting paid enough to risk your literal life. I'm dying. Like, does he even see me? I'm just sitting here recording a podcast, which is comical. He's probably like, who is this girl? She's not Shania Twain. Relax. Um, no, this is really scary. I give him so much credit. Good morning, sir. With his little suction, he's stuck to the wall and just. No, um, we should have a window washer on this podcast because A, <laughs> I want to know what he's seen and B, I just need to understand the psyche of someone who does that job. Right. You like know? every morning you wake up, you climb to the top of a building and you just, I wonder if he's listening to music, what he's doing, or if he just concentrates really hard. I, you couldn't pay me. You, you, you couldn't pay me. And I'm I think thrilled right now. I'm thrilled. We needed this guys. We needed this. <laughs> this is a COVID win. For- I just waved him and he didn't wave back. Please come me. Please come me. Please come me. Okay. Well, this seems like a perfect way to, to talk about difficult conversations, which is what Allie's going to have with the window washer later today. <laughs> we thought that, um, we're approaching a time in our lives, not just not just our lives. I'm assuming everyone's in a phase of their life where they need to be ready to have difficult conversations. And we were recently introduced to an incredible, well, okay, we were not introduced like in person. We learned about this woman, Cleo Wade, who yeah. goes in depth about how to have debate versus dialogue. And this year, more than ever, there's so much to debate, I'd say, um, yeah. from major topics to just life, uh, life. How do I say this? Your respective opinions on COVID. Yeah. Um, for dinner sometimes. (laughs) I mean, we don't, we don't want to assume anything, but, um, just in case you're not familiar with Cleo Wade's debate versus dialogue, the quick summary is that Debates are about winning and having a right answer. You'll find the person who's talking is very combative. They're obsessed with finding flaws in your points. They're closed-minded. Basically, they're that woman you knew in high school who was on the debate team. And everyone knows who I'm talking about. The one that just is like at any given moment is ready to just argue, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Um, And then go ahead dialogue which is your it's about learning it's about finding solutions together you're collaborative you're finding strengths in the other's points that is next level you're open-minded and you're seeking new options so i've never met someone who goes the dialogue route we're not trained to really go the deck i mean we should be and i think moving forward this will change but we've always been like so focused on winning, so focused on believing we know the truth. And now more than ever, it's so important to just listen, but we try to, you know, we, we take this debate versus dialogue thing seriously, but we also were discussing how having difficult conversations is not just limited again to major topics. It could be like breaking up with your hairstylist, breaking up with the person who does your nails, perhaps Mm -hmm. what else? 
That is so uncomfortable. I mean, if you have a colorist versus a hair cutter, that's that's two difficult conversations. Also, sometimes I feel like I'm cheating on my dentist if I go somewhere else, you know, or you're, I've never felt like I'm cheating on my gyno because let's be clear, <laughs> I never once liked my gynecologist. My gynecologist told me I was the worst patient she's ever had. Oh my God. Which, what did you do? I just was having a hard time keeping my you know, my knees spread. <laughs> I don't... Gosh, wait, Allie, you and I have talked about this, but I once had a gynecologist and mom, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about? She used to slap the inside of your legs to say like, relax, because you were so focused on the pain inside your legs that apparently whatever the canal is called. <laughs> uh. Ew, 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 ew. I'm sorry. I'm 30 years old and I, you, I still can't. Okay, we need to have another podcast lesson on anatomy, and please don't go into the urethra conversation, Allie, but I don't know what anything is down there. It, it's okay. very clear. Let's just do a quick, quick overview, and I don't know either, so let's talk through this together. So obviously, women have ovaries, yep. uterus, yep. fallopian tubes, Ooh, yeah. cervix. Wow, okay, someone is a sex ed <laughs> Over there. Just think about these things the second I wake up. For those of you who don't know, we're recording this like first thing in the morning. So I just wake up dreaming of fallopian tubes. <laughs> she is very in tune with her fallopian tubes. By the next time we talk, I will have a better understanding of each of those. I know that your, wait, your ovaries are where the eggs are made. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think it gets, I, if I... Oh, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to mess this up, but I'm pretty sure they get made and then it goes to your implanted in your uterus. Well, uterus. Oh my God. This is really terrible for anyone who's not interested in this. I'll oh. knock it off and maybe we'll come back more informed in the future. This is truly a topic that we need to cover and rest assured we will have an expert. <laughs> and Allie and I do not know our own anatomy, you know, just doesn't oh. come up. Doesn't come up. It doesn't come up much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to round up that story by saying I equate going to the gyno as like the worst day of my year. Um, it's the worst experience ever, but like God bless gynecologists who do what they do. No, no. I think it's only tied with when you have to get a mammogram and they just smash your boobs over and Wait, over. But you don't have to get one until a certain age. I know, but I just have heard stories. Like, oh, I'm so just you're making this up. No. <laughs> mentally bracing myself. I can't imagine it's an enjoyable experience when yeah. they smash your boobs over and over. <laughs> no. That, that sounds fun. My mom did tell me it's terrible. Yeah. It same. is terrible. Same. Well, that's a lot to look forward to. Um, <laughs> Another topic that's fun to look forward to is good old politics. So we will not get into our personal beliefs because as you can tell from our anatomy lesson, we're not exactly well-versed in the space, but we do, we've had a lot of conversations around this political season. Instead of just straight up bashing your, your family or your in-laws on Facebook, which is the holy grail of political content, try to, try to you know, channel your inner Cleo Wade and try to have a dialogue. You can cuss them out in your head. I mean, let's be clear. But I think everyone could benefit from trying to genuinely understand the other side instead of ha listening to them talk, aka not listening, and then going velociraptor right. on them. You know? Yeah. I also think with COVID, like everyone has their 
preferences. And it's starting to get to the point where people are probably losing friendships over it. So I highly recommend that you just listen to people's needs and you respect it. Cause this is likely, this is the weirdest freaking time of all time, hopefully. So try to just listen to why they want to do things a certain way and respect it. You don't have to debate them and say that your way is better, even though it probably is. (laughs) If you're talking to us, oh my gosh, it's like the Dorinda intro. I'm ne- I might not always be right, but I'm never wrong. That's literally possible. I honestly don't get that. What does that mean? No, it's honestly like she can't, <laughs> she can't take accountability for when she's wrong. So she just, she assumes she never is. No, some of these housewives taglines make no sense. I'm <laughs> never wrong, but I'm always right. Okay, ma'am. Don't know what that means, but <laughs> or maybe she's getting at oh something deeper. Maybe she's Cleo Wade's intern. Maybe she is. And Cleo Wade, if you're listening, which there's there's not a 1% chance you are, Allie and I are very open to being your intern slash want to know your stylist. Also, your hairstylist. I mean, really everything about her. She's yeah. an incredible human. So look her up. Also, before we move on, there's a great book by Maria Shriver. I'm pretty sure the title is We Need More Purple. And it's all about how, you know, we're so divided and, you know, we're reds or blues, depending on if you're a Democrat or Republican, and we really need to come together and be more moderate and purple. So I think that's just a stunning visual. And hopefully the next time, if you're at Thanksgiving and you're arguing with your uncle about the wall or any other topic, try to try to remember Cleo Way, you know? <laughs> We've got, yeah, this year's full of joy and things to discuss. Um, I was telling Hope how... I have this weird, weird loyalty to people that I am paying to do a service for me. So I, I don't know why this was so appealing to me, but I had moved around. I lived in a a few different cities, um, in the, over the past 10 years or so. So finding like my go-to person was always something that I really wanted. And so when I moved back to Chicago, I was like, I really want to find like a dentist that I love. I want to find a hairstylist, a nail person, you know, all of the essentials, (laughs) just kidding, the essentials for a fake ass bitch. Um, But I really wanted to find someone that I trusted, loved their work and, and just was willing to pay a premium for, I guess, even though I never want to do that for anyone, but they deserved it. So I don't know. I've been going through this, like, is it cleanup season when it's, you're starting to, this is rude, but like take out the trash. Yeah. Well, or just things like, like, you know, especially with hairstylists, not to pick on hairstylists because my very dear friend is an an incredible stylist and she would say the same thing. Like hair is so subjective and it's not like a one size fits all. And so you actually, hairstylists are like therapists. You kind of got to try them out and it's not personal if you don't click or connect. No, that's a really good point. Like I was connecting for a bit and now I'm not connecting. And it's not, it's not even personality, of course, when it comes to hair, it's just like the finished product. So I've been going through this really scary time where I am so nervous to have a difficult conversation. And that's why I think it's super important to go through Cleo Wade's recommendations because I'm like, I don't know what the hell to say. I'd rather just avoid it. Ghost, 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 ghost. Ghost. Yeah. No, we, we love ghosting, but I think that COVID, as I said, you kind of take inventory of your life and we'll do a full episode on that. But one of them 
is all all these difficult conversations that we're avoiding, if we're being honest, the emotional stress and toll of thinking about the conversation and predicting the outcomes, you spend so much time thinking about that instead of ripping the Band-Aid and just having the conversation. I know. You know. It feels so good when you finally do that. Oh my gosh. It's like a cl- clearing session. No, it's sure. a form of self-care. No. Oh my gosh. No, it absolutely is. And and there might be, you might have to have difficult conversations with people who are close to you, not about politics, but about, you know, communication styles, a comment someone said, and that, you know, that applies to friends and coworkers. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm a very anxious person in general. And so I like to basically compute every possible outcome from worst to best. And then I only focus on the worst. And I think, <laughs> You know, I just spend too much time thinking about what could happen instead of just doing it, just leaning in and then seeing, okay, maybe it, it was like a, you know, Teresa Judas moment and I flipped a table and it didn't go well. But nine times out of 10, I do not flip a table and I end up having the conversation. And if people are meant to be in your life, you will still stick around. And if not, then peacefully peace the hell out. No, that's such a good point. They're going to, for the most part of someone someone loves you, they should be willing to really listen to your opinion and your feelings. I, I think listening is something I so, so, so struggle with. And I bet, I don't mean just like, yes, we're in a conversation. I hear you. I'm listening, but actually like listening to understand and not always trying to come up with your next point that works in your favor. That's something like, you know, you can feel when someone's truly listening to you and not just thinking about what they want to say next. So, so true. Yeah, it's like active listening versus like, you know, being a non-participant rather. And I think um, part of this too is just understanding the right time to have a difficult conversation. So very much like feedback, (laughs) Allie and I always joke. So at our work, thankfully, before you give someone feedback, the expectation is you ask them, are you open to feedback? And of course, no, I, I'm, I'm never open to feedback, but I always say yes. And I think it's the same with a difficult conversation. You know, this is not the time to drop it at the beginning of a brunch, you know? <laughs> Please don't treat them at the beginning, you know? Yeah, I tend to do that with my sister. Every time I see her, she's like, how are you? I'm like, well, you know what I think? You know how I've been? I, I think it totally, you're right. There's a place in, there's a place in time. And you kind of have to, there's so many freaking variables, but don't worry. Don't worry, LOL. I worry every second, but I do think that you really have to, you have to know the time, the place and the tone to get something across so that people hear you and are willing to listen, actively listen. Actively listen. And I think too, so much of this is like, not to keep going back to the housewives, but you know, this is not something to do at a dinner party when everyone's there. You know, you you call the person, you don't text them unless you've never called them in your life, in which case, okay, a text is fine. And you set up time, preferably, well, COVID season to at least FaceTime so you can see their face. And then, you know, you handle it that way. Hopefully it goes calm. If not, there, luckily for you, you're not on a reality TV show. No one's recording. And because of COVID, you naturally have space to figure it out if there is, in fact, a fallout. COVID has these crazy, crazy silver linings. And it's kind of groundbreaking. Oh, I, I know. And I don't know if that's because, Allie, you and I are so evolved that, you know, we think life is happening 
for us, not to us. Um, but I, I agree. I mean, yes, you know, we, you understand that COVID has been devastating and, and so many people have suffered loss and other losses, not just actually, you know, life, but jobs and, you know, weddings and all that. But there have been a lot of, you know, silver linings and the fact that there's, you know, there's, there's time now that we're not going out every night or going to, you know, as we've said, 1200 brunches to really have the time to learn about debate versus dialogue and to actually think about how you can apply it. And maybe also you have the, the courage to do so because you're, you can't really meet face to face. And sometimes that's really intimidating. I love you know? that. That was beautiful. Hope. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, Someone the other day was like, you should be a professor because one, you know, you guys, you know, I can't stop talking, but two, I actually, Allie, there are some things we are experts in more so than just like digital media. Like I could, let's go around and say like what we could teach a class on. I will go first. I think I could teach a class on how to be a human icebreaker. And the way that you do that is you just... You have to do a superwoman stance and you have to literally just assume that everyone's in love with you. Like when I go to a present, I trick myself into thinking that everyone loves me. Even when a client has directly told me they in fact are not impressed with my work, are not impressed with me. I'm like, you know what? It's almost a blind delusion. You know, you just, it's called, I think it's called confidence. (laughs) Look it up, sweetie. Sweetie, look up confidence. Okay, I don't want to brag, but I guess I could teach two classes, and one of them is on confidence. But, um, Allie, what would you teach a class on? I mean, obviously dancing. That would be that would be like an an easy one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Nothing like shoots to the top of my mind. Um, <laughs> I have some like random skills. Yes, I do know how to cut a watermelon. Um, oh. Okay, chef over there. It's something I discovered in the past few days, not to brag. And I've been reading a lot, not to brag. Um, (laughs) I I learned how, I don't know, Hope, why do you do this to me? It makes me, it really like shows my, it shows my true character that I am not having confidence in any of my skills. Allie, I didn't know you could cut a watermelon. And uh, just the other day we were talking about who decided that we needed fruit-specific utensils. Oh, I have a good one. I think I can do a class on interior design. Ooh, you could definitely do that. And in fact, I I would appreciate that gift when I, you know, own a home, which at this rate will be 45 to 50. (laughs) Time to prepare. Got you. I'll start like creating the renderings and doing some imagery work for you. Um, I would love to help. I would love to help. I can do that. I also know how to make this salsa that I looked up the other day. So if you guys are looking for a bomb ass salsa, hit me up. I'm teaching a class. Oh, and on banana bread. Oh yeah. I think like, I'm not a good cook. I'm not a good baker, but I'm decent enough to blow your mind. Absolutely. And also if you are able to make a loaf of banana bread and not eat the entire thing, could you please write in to hello at she tried because Allie and I are incapable, even a pumpkin loaf. I'm sorry. I have to eat the whole thing. Devin, the other day, there was like a eighth of the banana bread that I made for us the other night, Hope, left. And he goes, do you mind if I have this? I'm like, sweetie, considering I had the other 40,000 calories, I think I can make an exception. Like, you know, it's just a little during COVID banana bread and pumpkin bread and all of those amazing things that you mentioned at the beginning of this hope. Yep. They add little joys to our lives and I'm going to keep taking them. Yeah. 
you, you got to find the joy. And if it's creating various loaves, then we're here for you. Create all the loaves you want, sister. You earned it. I can't believe it's been nearly six months since this all began. Um, so let's celebrate the small joys in life. Let's try to be better listeners and really just do better, be better. Take a second and you know appreciate all that we have. And I don't know what the hell that was, but have a great freaking day. Thanks for listening, lovers. Love you guys.